Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Carol, you and I agreed that we were going to do an episode on haunted pets. That's right. And because I'm you're so excited. I know, me too. And because I know you're the dog lover and I'm That's the cat right. lover, we naturally went and gravitated towards the pet of our choice. So tonight I'm going to be doing stories about haunted cats. Awesome. I so can't wait to hear. I'm going to start by telling you the story of my own cat, my sweet, dearly departed Cleo. She, I had her for um 14 years but i got her when she was about four years old she was a black cat and i'm going to encourage everybody who wants to adopt a cat to adopt a black cat because black cats do not normally get adopted because of superstition and all that ridiculousness oh, i didn't know that yeah they tend to have the hardest time getting families because people think black cats are bad luck so I just want to put out there a big shout out to all the black cats that are listening. You should have a family and people should really go out and try to adopt black cats and, and not believe in the superstition. And in fact, some black cats in some countries are considered to be good luck. So there you go. On Halloween night, though, definitely keep your black cats inside because people tend to pick on them on Halloween night just and, and Friday the 13th. So those are the two days. Oh. That the only thing you have to do special for a black cat is just keep them inside on those two days. I'm going to start with telling you a couple of stories about Cleo in particular, because there were a couple of times I'm pretty sure she protected me from something I could not see. Gosh, I can't remember. It was years and years ago. I was living on the west side of town, and um, one night I was watching TV, and I had my computer on my lap, and Cleo was sitting next to me. It was late at night. It was dark out. I think it was like 10 o'clock, and I hear this knock on my door, my front door, and it's slow and it's deliberate. And I don't know if you can hear this, but it sounded like this. <laughs> Just slow, creepy, deliberate knocking. I would not answer. So I was going to ignore it, but, but Cleo immediately jumps off the couch and goes over to the front door. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, she's acknowledging. I was going to pretend like I didn't hear it. And she's acknowledging it now. I have to, or she's going to wonder what's up. So I get up and I put my computer down and I go over to the front door and I open the front door and there's nobody there. And I'm looking to the left and I'm looking to the right and there's no one fucking there. And it's not enough time has passed for them to have taken off and I wouldn't be able to see them. There's just nobody there. Oh my and God. Cleo immediately starts to hiss. And growl. <gasps> <No>. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Yeah, she's hissing Scary. and she's growling. I'm pretty sure she can smell something, but I don't know. She's just very like, like something's fucked up here. And was her hair like all cockled up? Like I don't remember her. Yeah, I don't remember her being puffy, but um, she just was like, like you know, something here is really fucked up. So that that's one story I had. I immediately shut the door, locked it. Then I went over and I peeked out my bedroom window, which is, shares the same wall as the front door. And I was looking and there's just nobody out there. I'm like, that was really fucking weird. That was really fucking weird. That's the devil at your door, Holly. That's the devil at my door. That is definitely the devil at my door. There was another time, years before that, actually, we were in another apartment. 
Uh, I was laying in bed. It was early in the morning and I woke up and Cleo was um, sitting on the top of my dresser and she was staring up into the corner of the ceiling. So she looks at the corner and then she looks at me. She looks at the corner and then she looks at me. She looks at the corner and then she looks at me. And then she jumps off the dresser, runs across the floor, jumps onto the bed in front of me, looks back at that same corner and hisses. I'm pretty sure she was protecting me that time too. That is messed up. Isn't that creepy? So she could definitely see something that was going on there. Cleo passed away, sadly, a couple of years ago. And I still feel her, like when, um, because she'd always sleep next to me in bed. So I can feel her walk across the bed and lay down next to me. And, you know, they say that um, when you dream about people who have passed, that's them coming back to visit you. And I've had lots of Cleo dreams since she's died. So I know that her little ghost cat spirit is around me quite a bit. So the first story I have isn't really a haunting story. It's just a cool story about a cat. And so I wanted to throw it in here because I it's a story that's always stuck with me and I really like it. Um, back in 2006 in Columbus, Ohio, there was a guy named Gary Rocheson. He had a lot of health issues and he fell out of his wheelchair and he was like laying on the floor and he lived alone. And he's like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Can't reach the phone. Probably going to die here. So a couple hours go by and there's a knock at his door and it's the cops. And he's like, yeah, I need help. Come in here. And they come in, they get him an ambulance. They get him all up on the stretcher. And he's like, how did you guys know to come to my apartment? They're like, well, we got the 911 call. He's like, nobody called 911. And they looked over and his phone's sitting there. The receiver's off the hook and his orange tabby cat, Tommy, is sitting next to him. And the guy tells the cops, he goes, you know, it's weird. A couple of years ago, I was trying to teach my cat how to dial 911 in case something like this happened. I didn't think it stuck, but it fucking did. He obviously has an amazing cat. The best that is, cat. That is almost like an unbelievable story, Holly. It was on People I thought, Magazine. I totally thought in- you were going to say the cat came over and pressed his help. I've fallen, can't get up bracelet. He had one of those bracelets too, but the cat knew how to use the phone. So... And I'm telling you, it's true because my link was from like NBC News and it was in People Magazine. The, these are legit sources. I'm telling you, it's a true story, dude. I didn't know cats were that smart. I know cats dogs are. Cats are incredibly smart. You can train a cat, but cats are usually indifferent. Dogs are like, oh my God, please love me. Please love me. And cats are like, fuck off. I'll just go catch a rat. I don't need you. Wow. No. <laughs> I never thought of that before. I thought dogs are just really super loyal. and Dogs have been domesticated longer than cats. So cats right. still have a little bit more of their wildness in them, where dogs are less so. Well, I know Egyptians used to worship cats. Yes, and that's part of my story, too. Oh, that's right. Uh, Oscar the cat. Oscar is a cat. And I think you've heard of this cat before, Carol. I know he, he's a grouch. <laughs> yeah, he is a grouch. But he also lives at the Steerhouse Nursing Home in Providence, Rhode Island. Um And it's a home for people suffering from extreme and advanced dementia. Most of the people that go there are not going to be checking out alive. Um, They have a lot of animals are, I guess, at this nursing home for people to feel better. So Oscar lives there and the staff noticed that he would really not connect to people. He just kind of walk around and check things out. But then if someone was about to die, Oscar would jump up on their bed, stretch out next to them and wait. What? Yeah, he would wait, and then those people would die. So this cat is like a grim reaper, is what you're saying. 
<laughs> kind of. It got to be so accurate that when the staff saw him stretching out by somebody, they knew to call the family because the, the, the time was near for that person to pass. Most of them were not even aware he was there because they were so out of it. I mean, they had severe dementia. They didn't really realize there was a cat laying next to them. They didn't even know. So if Oscar was actually not allowed into a room where a patient was about to die, he would scratch at the door and try to get into the room. At one point, the nurses thought one of the patients was going to die at any moment. So they waited for Oscar to go lie beside him. But Oscar didn't go and lie beside him. And they thought, well, maybe he, his streak is broken. So they picked him up and they walked him into the room and sit him down next to the patient. And Oscar was like, fuck you. And he jumped off the bed and took off. And they were like, that cat doesn't get it. Well, they were wrong because the patient lived for two more days. No. And on the, the end of the second day, here comes Oscar, jumps up on the bed, lays down next to him and the person gone that yeah. cat is amazing that's amazing oprah amazing. should have the cat on her show we should have the cat on our show we should interview the cat and find out how it knows how to do this we we should do you know we how should. to speak cat uh yes i do okay that's good <laughs> Cats, so, you just have to look them deep in the eye and then you'll <laughs> find out everything about their souls there are psychics who can communicate with pets by yes, the way yes yes Yes, we could have a pet psychic on our show with the cat. I would love to do that. That would be awesome. I don't know. I think Oscar's still alive, but I'm not sure. But I, that would be so cool. So the thing about Oscar is that he was so accurate that one of the staff, Dr. David Dosa, wrote a book about him called Making Rounds with Oscar, The Extraordinary Gift of an Ordinary Cat. They were able to track that Oscar got it right 50 times over five years. So as we know, cats have different and better senses than people. Oh, absolutely. Um, their ears are able to pick up frequencies that are four to five times higher than people. So cats can hear things that we cannot hear. They have such good hearing that they can detect slight sound from 35 feet away or 10 meters away if you're in another country. They can be very accurate at where the sound is coming from and what height it is at that helps them in their hunting. Cats can see some ultraviolet light, which is not something that humans can see. They can also pick up on very subtle motion that we cannot see or notice. Cats also have a sense of smell that is 14 times better than humans, as cats have 200 million odor sensors in their noses and people only have 5 million. So they can smell, hear, and see things that we cannot. So perhaps Oscar was seeing or hearing or smelling something that we people cannot pick up with our senses, and that's what allowed him to know when people were going to die. He could just figure it out with his ability to see and hear and smell. I don't know. I know that there are animals that can detect cancer by yeah. the smell, yeah. but I've never heard of animals detecting death. That yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, isn't that I mean, cool? Such a cool cat. I love that. So cats have a long tradition of being associated with ghosts and magic. Um, of course, black cats are associated with witches and Halloween. And as you pointed out earlier, Carol, the Egyptians worshipped the cat and believed that cats could communicate with spirits and see ghosts. Uh, they revered the cat so much that if you were found killing a cat, you would be criminally punished. They also had a ritual that if a cat belonged to a family and the cat died, then everyone in the family would shave off their eyebrows to show that they were a mourning of the cat's death. I did not shave off my eyebrows when Cleo died. Had I known that that was a tradition, I probably would have done it. And then people would have looked at me with sorrow. You know what? I used to have a cat and then one day I woke up without eyebrows. So somebody must have done that <laughs> in my sleep. Maybe it was the cat. 
because I'm pretty sure cats can work a razor. So that might be what happened. The Egyptians also worshipped the goddess Bastet. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. The goddess Beset that had a woman's body, but the face of a cat. Beset was the goddess of protection and cats as cats were seen as protectors in Egypt because they killed rats, mice, and snakes with the emphasis being on cobras. Because there's a lot of cobras in Egypt. There was, yeah. And cats could take them out. So, yeah. So there's a little background on cats and how they're cool and their mythology and all that jazz. I found a story on the internet that's kind of interesting. Um, It's called the Dear David story, and it's kind of popular. It was on Twitter. The guy tweeted all of it, and it's kind of fun to watch. So apparently this guy, his name was Adam Ellis. He was living in this apartment, and he felt like the apartment was haunted by this, this boy. Every night he'd go to sleep. And there would be a chair next to his bed, and he would dream that there was this boy sitting in the chair watching him sleep. And that continued night after night until one night, the boy got up from the chair and started coming towards him, and Adam woke up screaming. (gasps) (laughs) He was all freaked out. So the next night, he had a dream about a woman, and the woman came to him, and she said, the boy watching you in the chair, his name is Dear David, and if you want to talk to him, He comes to you every night at midnight. You can ask him two questions, but you have to start the question with the term, Dear David, and he will answer your questions for you. So Adam was like, okay, I'll try that. So of course he goes to sleep and David's in the chair and he says, Dear David, how did you die? David said he had an accident in a store. And then Adam said, Dear David, what happened? And David replied that a shell fell onto his head. Bad way to die. I know, right? So, of course, Adam went looking for any information on the boy named David dying in this manner, but he found nothing. A few weeks later, the apartment above his became available, so he decided to move. Once he did, he did not have any more dreams of David, and he figured that David had, did not follow him to the new apartment and didn't know where Adam had actually gone to. But then Adam's cats started acting very weird. Every single night at midnight, they would gather at his front door and just stare at it. Like they knew something was on the other side of the door. Adam thought maybe David was outside of his door looking for him. The cats continued to do this every single night at midnight, right on cue. Adam then looked out of his peephole and saw something move on the other side of the door. He even took photos in which it looked like there was something blurry on the stairs. As the weeks went on, his cats started to gather at the door at 10 o'clock instead of midnight, and they cried and cried for about 15 minutes, and then they wandered away. Eventually, Adam had to leave town, so he set up a camera to watch his cats. He tweeted the video of his apartment. He had um, the camera set up, and it was kind of pointed at his rocking chair, and there was a bookshelf, and then above the bookshelf was a tortoise shell he had hanging on the wall. And as you watch the video, there's nobody in the apartment. There's no cats in the shot. And all of a sudden, you see the rocking chair moving back and forth by itself. Yeah. And then after a little bit later, you see the tortoise shell fall off the wall. Oh. But yeah, the cats are not in the shop, but the cats could tell that there was something outside of his door. So it's he total thinks, proof. Yeah. He thinks David has found its way into the apartment. I think that's a really fun story. That's I don't know if really it's true, fun but it's, story. Yeah, it's really cool. So there's another story on caster.com of a woman. She also lived in an apartment with her three-legged cat, Gracie. One day, the cat just started hissing out of nowhere at the kitchen, which was dark and empty. The cat got so upset that it puffed itself up and started yowling. It puffed itself up? 
Yeah. So the cats start, you know, when cats get angry, yeah. they, they arch their back and they puff themselves up to make them look bigger. Yeah. So the cat puffed itself up and started yowling at the kitchen. The woman even walked into the kitchen and she turned the lights on, but there was nothing there. She felt that Gracie was definitely looking at something. So eventually it became clear that she had a ghost in her apartment that she named Peter as she would see Peter move drinking glasses around. Um, and she also saw Peter knock some glasses onto the floor where they would shatter. Gracie eventually got used to having Peter around um, as a woman would see Gracie sitting in the kitchen watching and quote unquote chatting with someone. Finally, cats themselves can be ghosts, of course, at the of course, at the of course, at the Crescent Hotel and Spa in the Ozark Mountains in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. There is a ghost cat named Morris. The hotel, which opened in 1886, is considered one of the most considered to be one of the most haunted hotels in America. And from 1973 to 1994, the general manager of the hotel was an orange tabby cat named Morris. He was named after the famed Nine Lives spokescat, Morris. So Morris had his own little door and his own little cat flat at the hotel. He was so beloved by hotel guests and staff that when he did pass away, they held a wake for him and they had a portrait painted of him that still hangs in the hotel's lobby to this day. Aww. It also has a little memorial plaque with a poem about him. He's actually buried on the uh, hotel grounds. Morris has managed to haunt the Crescent Hotel in the following ways. One woman was visiting the Crescent Hotel when Morris jumped up on her lap. She petted him for a few minutes, then he jumped down and hid under the couch. She then got up and saw the obituary sign about Morris passing and realized she had just petted his ghost. The hotel does give ghost tours, and during the tours, many people will feel a cat brush up against their legs. One woman even took a photo of one of the chairs in the lobby in which sat an apparition of a yellow tabby cat. The photo was clear, but you could see through the cat to the chair behind him. So they got mm -hmm. a picture of Morris's apparition on film. So my last cat story takes place in Fairport Harbor Lighthouse in Fairport Harbor, Ohio, that sits on Lake Erie. Many people thought they saw a ghost of a cat jumping onto beds or running across the kitchen floor at the lighthouse. The wife of the first lighthouse keeper had a cat named Sentinel that disappeared shortly after she died. No one ever knew what happened to it. Then in 2001, some workers found the cat's remains in a crawl space. Well, Holly, you know my stories about dogs who see ghosts or yeah. seem to be seen as ghosts after passing yeah. away. Yeah. It can be, you know, I think it's really comforting to know our furry friends are able to live on in the great beyond. I used to get really upset when I would think that my dog, you know, would just not have a life after it passed, you know? I know. That's, no, I can't, I will never allow myself to think that because I will see my pets again. Well, I came across a story of a woman who actually had an experience. It was a near-death experience, and she had a dog named Maggie who oh. had died just a month earlier, mm -hmm. and her name was Jan Price, and when she suffered a heart attack, she found herself in the presence of her doggy Maggie, who had passed, and she said her dog could speak to her telepathically. Oh, cool. And she said also her dog looked a lot more uh, youthful and more energized. And the dog apparently communicated that it was going to be too much for her husband to lose them both at once. 
and he wouldn't be able to handle it. So Jan said she told her dog that she needed to go back to earth. Apparently, Maggie, the dog, told her that when her time was up again, they would be together in heaven exploring wonderful things. See, Holly? All dogs go to heaven. I don't know about cats, though. But many people also think dogs can see or sense when ghosts or negative energy is is present. Mm. I have two pups, as you know, Snickers and Chloe. Yeah, they're so cute. Snickers is a little palm mix and Chloe is a Shih Tzu. Oftentimes, they will just freak me out by staring intently at a certain place and then just bark randomly for no apparent reason. But a few months back, something bizarre started happening with our Shih Tzu, Chloe. So what she would do is she would sit as close as she could to an outside door that we would use to take our dogs out for a walk. Mm -hmm. And this was something that we would do every day. But a few months back, she just started to refuse to come up the stairs and acted like she was terrified. But the other dog had no issues and would just run up the stairs from the outside door when we would return from the walk. And this behavior went on for several days and it really freaked us out because we had to physically carry her up the stairs as she would not come even if we tried to bribe her with a treat or call her by name. Hmm. And we have other stairs in the home and she had no issues with any of those stairs which are actually steeper and involve climbing more steps. But once we had carried her into the main part of the home, she acted just fine. We definitely wondered what she was so scared about. And of course, my mind went straight to ghosts or sensing doom like an earthquake. Finally, she just one day decided it was okay to go up the stairs again and hasn't repeated the behavior since. But Chloe's a very strange dog. So when we take her outside, sometimes she eats the tops of dandelions and she will literally (laughs) bark at neighbor's statues in the yard. Oh, cute. (laughs) She's a really cute dog. She's an odd one. Yeah. And I've always had lots of pets growing up, several cats, dogs. I even had a rabbit at one time. But my favorite dog was Snoopy. He was a blonde Cocker Spaniel Golden Retriever mix, and he loved playing ball and would retrieve the ball every time we threw it, catching it in midair gracefully and running it back to us to throw the tennis ball again. And this dog could play like this for hours and hours on end. When Snoopy passed away, I was in my first year of college. Oh, Snoopy. When I came back home for a visit, it was several months later, so I hadn't had a chance to say a proper goodbye. I noticed some odd things when I returned home. I kept finding tennis balls everywhere in the yard and the house. Now, at any given time, there was always about three or four tennis balls around when Snoopy was alive. But my parents said that they had rounded up all the balls and thrown them out. I kid you not, Holly, there was at least 15 balls I found during my visit. Wow, that's a lot. Wow. Mm -hmm. They just kept appearing. Wow. But the weirdest thing was one night, our family was sitting down to dinner where we decided to eat outside on our deck. Out of nowhere, I see in my peripheral vision a green tennis ball come rolling towards me and coming to a stop against my shoe. Oh, I think Snoopy was sending me a message to throw the ball for him one last time. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that story. And this is where everybody's crying. Yeah, I'm crying. That was beautiful. I love that. I love it when pets reach out to you like that because they are, God, they're such a saving grace for so much balance of our shit in our world, you know? Yeah. They're so unconditional and lovely. Josh, you have two dogs too. I do. They're, they are our everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love them so much. Yeah, they really are great. 
Well, I came across one of the oldest known ghost stories told in America taking place back in the early 1700s in the town of Port Tobacco, Maryland, and the story is about a dog and his master, Charles Howard Sims. Sims was a local man who was attacked after drinking and bragging in a tavern about a large amount of gold he owned. On their way home, robbers who overheard the conversation followed him and attacked Charles while the dog faithfully tried to protect his owner. But in the end, they both ended up being killed, and the robbers decided to bury the gold by a holly tree nearby. Yay! Yay, holly trees! And returned for it later once the news died down of the man's unfortunate accident. Mm -hmm. Now, when the robbers came back to the site to retrieve the gold, there was a blue tick hound who attacked them and ran them off. And people today in the town say they always see the ghost of that dog protecting the area, howling and watching over his master's gold every year on February the 8th, which was the anniversary of the attack. The town even has a bar that adopted its name, the blue dog from the ghost story. Oh, that's very cool. Well, if you even have a bar named after him, you know it's a pretty significant ghost. Yeah, that's a it's great pretty story. famous. Yeah, now the awesome. next, Now the next few stories are taken from Reddit and they're pretty okay. creepy. Okay. This one was posted by the name of Old Rocking Chair oh, and it's in like their that. words. Sweet. We have a dog. I mentioned him in my other posts. We spoil him a lot too. He used to sleep outside, but after a few days of rainy nights in August, we allowed him to sleep inside. Additionally, he barks at practically everything that passes in front of our house at night, so to shut him up, we kept him inside. We used to also have a collar and a leash to keep him in place at night because he once knocked over a table and nibbled on my sister's phone when he wasn't tied down, but he didn't like being alone at night downstairs. He used to wake us up all with his whining. And we mm. thought he just didn't like being tied down or he wanted to be with us upstairs. So finally, I relented and brought him upstairs to sleep. No collar, no leash. And guess what? It stopped the whining. But here's the thing. Quite literally, every night at 3 a.m. <laughs> no. The yes, witching hour. The witching hour. Our dog gets up and does an inspection of all the rooms. Not before 3 a.m., and not after. Our bedroom doors are always open, so he has free access all around. And if he happens to be sleeping on someone's bed, he gets restless, waking up the person and wants to be let down. Due to a small accident when he was a puppy, our dog is afraid of jumping down from places. But at 3 a.m., like clockwork, he wakes up. And when we do let him down, he goes from room to room and then sleeps in the doorway of my parents' room. Oh, wow. How creepy is that? That is creepy. Very creepy. It's happened every night that we could observe him. We started bringing him upstairs early September. I don't know what happens in our house at 3 a.m., but several times when we do catch him in the act, he looks at the doorway of the room, whoever owns the room he happens to be in, and would wonder what the hell he's doing, and then mm -hmm. stares at the person looking at him, and then back at the doorway again. Hmm. Now, the next story by Reddit user City for Ants said, I woke up at about 3.30 in the morning to a small bark, and dog doesn't come when I call her. I walk out to see my cat and my dog sitting by the hall closet door, just staring at the doorknob. Nope. Moving yep. right now. I'm moving right now. The dog is wagging its tail, just waiting for it to open. Like there's someone waiting on the other mm -mm. side. Mm -mm. Another creepy story who goes by Kupo Kupo said, my boyfriend and I swear our house is haunted. 
And if it isn't, then our dog is possessed. This has happened a few times, but I remember one very clearly because it was far worse than the others. She has a habit of waking up in the middle of the night and growling at our doorway. I usually shrug it off as she growls at the slightest creak in the wood, but this night she woke up at 3.33 a.m. on the dot, growled loud enough that she started drooling and snarling, and she was up on all fours with her head lowered, looking at the doorway. I nudged her and told her to knock it off, but she persisted. After about five minutes of this, the TV service cuts out, and we sleep with it on for noise, but it went out and cut to static. At this time, my dog lowered herself to the bed, lying flat, Mm. pulling her ears back and whining. Then she slowly moves her head from the doorway to the TV as if something was walking into the room. Mm -mm. Then the TV shuts off as she fixates her gaze upon it. No. I noped the F out, pulled my comforter over my head, and refused to look around until it was daylight. (laughs) I don't even know what I would do. I would probably tell the dog, I'm sorry, I have to leave you here. Good luck. And then I would take off. The dog would have to stay. (laughs) I definitely would hide under the covers. I'm one of those people where I would just pull the covers up. Like what I can't see doesn't hurt me kind of thing. I would pick the dog up and throw it at the invisible entity. (laughs) And then I would run out of the apartment. You got the devil in you, Holly. You got the devil in you. No, I know you love my dogs. You think I love so. your dogs. Your dogs are so cute. Chloe is like a blonde Shih Tzu, and Snickers looks like a miniature Lassie dog. So that's cute. right. We think she's like a little palm border collie. Yeah, kind of mix. very cute. So cute. The story you will love, Holly, because it takes place on Halloween night. Yay! At 3 a.m.? No, (laughs) in a suburb neighborhood of Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And this tale first appeared in the book Ghost Dogs of the South by Randy Russell and Janet Barnett. They relay a ghostly tale that has been passed down of a boxer dog named Preston, who was said to have loved kids and especially accompanying the trick-or-treaters on Halloween as they went around getting their candy. Now, about 50 years ago, one little boy stopped to pick up some candy that fell out of his bag onto the road. The boy's older sister saw that a car was fast approaching and quickly went to pull him out of the way. However, Preston the boxer was faster and he knocked the boy away from the car, but was seen getting hit instead. And because it was such a close call, everyone was checking on the boy first and then the girl to make sure there weren't any injuries. When they went to check on Preston, the dog's body seen lying in the road had vanished. Oh, wow. Until, that is, when every year on Halloween, the neighborhood trick-or-treaters report feeling the friendly ghost of Preston. It is said the dog nudges all the trick-or-treaters back on the sidewalk if any of the children get too close to the road and is also sometimes seen trotting up and down the streets and sidewalks until the evening's festivities have ended and all the children are safe back home. Hmm. Wow. These are endearing stories, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, they really are. I want a ghost dog. That'd be cool. Dogs are so special. They do have extrasensory perceptions like we humans do not have or use. There's a great book called Dogs That Know When Their Owners Are Coming Home by Rupert Sheldrake. Oh, cool. Who explains how dogs are pretty much psychic and empathetic Mm -hmm. to our feelings. There's also a theory that instead of seeing ghosts, they actually smell them before seeing them. 
So your colonel ghost would be in trouble. And yeah. that might be why the bandage man ghost always goes after all the dogs because maybe they give away his cover. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Well, I know my dogs somehow know or sense when I'm almost home. Sometimes I think it's pretty incredible because my husband will tell me they'll go and lay before the front door and then I'll show up a few minutes later. So he always knows right when I'm coming home. Yeah. But I also think they have incredible hearing like cats because yeah. when my car, uh, I use the key fob, I think they can distinguish my key, key fob locking it from other cars. Oh, wow. That is pretty good. Yeah. There are, yeah. There are also theories um, from people that your dog can come back to you reincarnated. Yeah. Brent Atwater, who has written several books on the subject, has told of her dog who has come back to her five different times saying that he had the letter B in white fur marking on his back. The next dog she owned and then the following other three dogs all had the exact same mark of the letter B on its back. Huh. So she knew the dog was reincarnated because, you know, that was super rare to see that marking. I mean, interesting. have you ever seen a dog with a letter mm. B on its rump? Oh, I haven't. No, I have no. not. No, you haven't. No. <laughs> I got to end this one with a crazy story called Sam's New Pet which is based off another urban story that is often told around the campfire. Mm, cool. Now, this pet story might also be a reincarnation. Basically, the story goes that Sam was staying with his grandparents while his parents went to Mexico on vacation without him. Isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame the parents. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they wanted to bring him back a gift, but didn't really see anything except a sombrero hat, which was more money than they really wanted to spend. But after talking more about it, they went ahead and purchased it. And as they left the marketplace, they noticed that a little hairless small dog with short legs and a long tail was following them. And everywhere they went, this little dog followed them. Mm. The mother thought that was so adorable. And she thought the little dog was so cute. It was one of those Mexican hairless dogs, and she thought her son Sam would love him. The father thought it was someone's pet, so after asking a bunch of people if they knew the owners and nobody did, they decided to hide him in a box so they could drive across the border back home without getting caught. When they got home and showed Sam the dog, he said it was just so small. His father said it was a Mexican hairless, and they were small dogs, but asked him if he still liked him because he was so nice. Well, that night, they gave him some dog food, washed and combed its hair, and then the dog slept in the bed with Sam. But when Sam woke up the next morning, he told his mom he thought the dog had a cold. The animal's eyes were running, and there was white slob around his mouth. Later that morning, they took the dog to the vet, and the vet inquired where they got him. In Mexico, his mom said, we think he's a Mexican hairless, but I was hoping you could confirm that for us. He replied that it definitely wasn't a hairless. As he looked closer, he exclaimed, he's not even a dog. He's a giant sewer rat and he has rabies. <laughs> so that, that was just silliness, but it does make you think maybe your slobbery dog is actually a reincarnated uh, rat or rat. worse. And I'm, <laughs> I'm one of those people who wouldn't be able to own a sloppy dog or any pet that drips mucus. I wonder if ghost dogs leave ghost ectoplasm, if they're oh. like the big slobber dogs in life. Yeah. I would I, think maybe. so. I would think so. Yeah, because hey. if you can feel a, a dog brush past you, why not slobber past you? I'm sure it happens. Yeah. Do you remember that giant dog Hagrid owned named Fang? Um, no. You know I don't know any of your Harry Potter references. <laughs>
that's really cool, Holly. I thought yeah. we were going to do our pet stories. I'm a mess. Okay. Okay. Let skirt, me... though. I really like Oh, skirt. shit. You didn't see up my skirt, did you? Uh, try to wear underwear next time, okay? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I am in a fort. Does oh, this sound wow. Better? That sounds so good. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds you really like good. this? Yeah. Yeah, we, we do. We okay. like it a lot, baby. All right. Wait, wait, talk on. dirty to me now. Why don't you relax until it's your time for your story and then you can crawl under there because that's when you're going to be using the most amount of your audio. Oh, no, I'm going to interrupt you a lot. Did you do uh, like a straight <laughs> take of his name? Like when you when you got it, like, did you say I feel like you I said, said it every said, way, but <laughs> senior, he said senior Gary Rochenson. My first story or actually that would be my second story now or no, maybe my third or my fourth because I talked about Cleo. It's your third times. story because Chloe was definitely your first. Story. Cleo, it's Cleo. Cleo was my first three stories. Can you put and some then clown music in there, Josh? Because this is. <laughs> I just love you Kat. love Kat so much. Hey, what's so funny about that? <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's just it's just so sad. <laughs> like you just <laughs> Oh, he's, I'm sorry. He said, dear David, what happened? And oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm hold on. <laughs> he said, <laughs> thank you, Holly. You're welcome. Sorry. That was so bad, Josh. <laughs> I knew this was going to be rough. I, I practice these kind of, but not really. And I was tired and hot. I'm like, this is going to be a shit show. Anyway, Carol. Yes. I'm just trying to get a visual in my head of where we're at. So go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to beat you, Holly. <laughs> Uh oh, rabies. Well, later. <laughs> okay, stop it, Holly. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, cut, cut that out, Josh. <laughs> you know, Holly, I know what you're thinking. What am I thinking? Cats rule, dogs drool. Yeah, that's true. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. guys be sure to follow us on instagram our handle is at fireside phantoms if you have a spooky story you would like to share with us send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode <laughs>